0: Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Your broadcast partner of the University of Louisville, WLCL Sellersburg,
1: is 93.9 The Ville.
2: For
3: the drive with Mark Ennis presented by Fitness Market on
1: 939 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at the fitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skulls. Welcome back into the drive here on 93. Welcome back. What the hell? False start on me. I just drop a welcome back uh, into the drive. I'm sorry. Welcome back from yesterday. How's that? Welcome it's always back. welcome back. That's it. That's fine. You could have just gone I with that. Just played along. Welcome
4: back in. I should have lied. Welcome back up. to the sorry. drive. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. It's we're not leaving for the day. We just put it on pause for that's, 21 hours. That's right. You know, we're not saying goodbye. We're saying see you later. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, just lay uh, to lay out for everybody uh, here, today is one of those magical uh, two-and-a-half-hour shows. We'll be out uh, a half-hour early today for network pregame coverage for Louisville and Syracuse. Always fun to make a trip up to Canada uh, for that one. We call it the wall. Yeah. <laughs> for Castle Black up there in Syracuse. Hoth, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> whatever, whatever your preferred way of saying it's way up north, very cold. Very close to Canada. Up I'm yonder. For, yeah, I'm here for all of it. It's fine. That's right. No Bayheim. <laughs> that's that's still hard to get
4: used to. We have really had, in both sports, when you throw in Sabin and Harbaugh, really, since he went back to the NFL, but there has been a brain drain in college basketball over the last several years, and happening in football, too. And we know that the, the NIL and the portal are part of it. You know, coaches just not wanting to readjust to life. That's a little bit harder. And much different, Uh, but yeah, it is kind of weird. Somebody like Beheim has been around for forty years plus. It's just all of a sudden he's not around anymore. He's
1: picking his nose at home. We had a lot of uh, impactful, you know, kind of meaningful of personalities in the world of college basketball that we have lost. Uh, to, to the side not dead obviously but like from the sidelines and it does change things it makes things different uh it will be weird to be playing up there and he not be there but his um his spirit will be around I mean it still very much looks like Syracuse there uh and we know that seems like to me Louisville either goes up there and plays really well or it's obnoxious. And yeah. There's really almost nothing in between.
4: Yeah. That's about it. I mean we either have the uh the years where we we when we win seven straight against Syracuse or was it more? I think it was seven straight and like eleven out of twelve during Patino's stretch where we just absolutely punished them at the free throw line. You know the the holes in the 2-3 zone that we all know. Anybody who plays Syracuse for years with Bayheim's system, we all know. We all know. Yep. The free throw line, the uh, the uh, the uh, low post high post game, the baselines. You know, like that's that's. That's how you do it, you know, you let the defense close on you in the middle of that zone, and then there it opens up the world, <laughs> Kirk's corner, all that's of right. it like it opens up the world. We are experts on this, we are, we are. Um, but then there were the games where we just couldn't quite get right, you know, we've had plenty of those. Or if the uh, if you don't have somebody that can execute that free throw, that free throw line jumper, that's right, if they're not a real um threat from the free throw line, then the defense doesn't doesn't collapse on you you know it doesn't come forward and open up that baseline so it's it's a Syracuse has been a it's been a wild one over the years for sure
1: yeah I think we enjoyed a period of time in which Louisville uh, was the key Uh, they were the ultimate example of how to handle all of that Uh, I've joked before but I mean it that Rick could have put that 2013 Big East Championship game on a DVD mm. and sold that as a how to attack the two three zone only in the second half, but it's still in the second half that is exactly what they did. And Gorgie was our key in that one on sure. the, the free throw line, and then just Luke on the on the wing. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. Uh, and and we don't see much of that now. Uh, this is uh, this season. Teams uh, switching to a zone has been a real tri- uh, a real problem for Louisville. They're not a great three point shooting team, and they're not a good team offense team. And so in some ways, uh, if you are one of the, I don't want to, dead enders, like if you're one of the, like those people who just refuse to believe World War II is over, right? Like we find them in <laughs> Japan, like, like the, what do you mean the war? In is the over? caves. Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah. sort of thing about Kenny, uh, then this is an opportunity to show progress here for you guys. Uh, that uh, in the same season in which Mike Woodson, resorting to his own, referred to as having been tricked... Which is just sort of what the do. tongue in cheek. I mean, in, I that, know. In, in context, but you know. But now, instead, here, here, now you get to play Syracuse. They are not so dyed in the wool like they were with Bayheim. Like, yeah. They do mix it up some, but it's still going to be primarily what you're facing and what they're used to. Yeah. You what's your confidence level is to look any different than it has any other time somebody's tried this against Lowell?
4: Yeah, that's the thing is, 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 We've talked about how there's a lot of offensive talent on this team, but the same thing that plagues them on the defensive end, we'll playing them on the offensive end where if we play a man-to-man team, we got a lot of man-to-man players. Like right. we got a lot of offensively talented players that can that can take guys off the dribble, you know, that can that can uh that can break down a defender, you know, one-on-one, but when it gets to to attacking a zone, there's principles that you need to adhere to just like on defense, you know, and and, and we still have issues with that, and I'll be interested to see how they play tonight because they they did play some good team basketball in the offense, and mostly Tyler, you know, getting getting to spots on the floor, you know, getting getting uh, his teammates in position to, to succeed and completing those passes. He had eleven of our thirteen assists, I think it was <laughs> eleven of them. Um, so really, you look at it and you go, well, Tyler makes our offense look really good. You know, here you did the other night, and and, and Brandon finished really well. Uh, Curtis came on late, hit some three pointers, and it, like the whole thing, you still want to see a good team game, and that's what this team struggles with, you know. And and I don't know what it's going to look like against the zone. I don't know how they're gonna gonna attack it. You know whether they're going to follow those principles. You know where we're gonna are we going to see somebody kind of floating towards that free throw line? Is that what we're going to see? I don't know. I don't know how they're going to attack it. I don't know how they're going to be taught to attack it. That's the thing. How Kenny has told them to. <laughs> he likes to
1: tell them. Yeah, he does. He is the chief teller of things. Yes. Uh, to the team, we'll see how he tells them, or, or told them uh, to be ready for the uh, the Syracuse zone tonight. But you you framed it exactly right. This team has some good offensive players, but it is certainly not the case that this is a good offensive team in the sense that like they play team offense that consistently produces these good shots but they are talented on that end when they're when they play sort of a free-flowing game and a free-flowing kind of opponent they've been pretty potent this is just not going to be that
4: yeah so I thought the other night Tyler that was like the best version of this offense you know when he was he was operating and getting getting to spots on the floor and getting his teammates in position like I said and, and finishing those passes and drawing the defense in and you can do some of that against this zone but you can't dribble your way out of it it's not a great way to attack it you know you've
1: got to, oh no they love that
4: yeah that's that's not what you want to do because because you will find yourself in the trees more often than not um, so we're hoping to see something different tonight i don't know i hear, hear the trepidation in my voice but
1: kind of like i don't will we i don't know well i know what we don't want to hear and we don't want to hear kenny in the post game with a lot of what we normally hear uh from him so hopefully the game itself is different i played this for you a little bit earlier hopefully it goes better uh, than it did for georgia tech last night uh they got beat by wake Forest, 80 to 51 <laughs> and uh, Damon Stoudemire after the game delivered what I think is one of the best post-game sort of opening statements before throwing at the questions I've ever heard Uh, this is wildly entertaining I'm glad I don't care about Georgia Tech but this is pretty funny
2: alright everyone, Uh, coach if you would just start us off with a quick statement and we'll go right to questions shit got that ass whooped Uh. Questions. (laughs) Questions. <laughs> nothing really to say, man.
1: That is my favorite. That's thing. perfect. Got that ass. Well, questions? <laughs> it's perfect. You, but it is, like, you who could almost hear, hear
2: him go right before he gets to the mic, just go, Shh, oh, no, I know. He was man. very close. Almost. He was very That would have made it 10 times better, too. <laughs> well,
1: I think he was, like, I think that part at the beginning there was his reaction to being asked to make a statement. <laughs> I really, you know, like uh, before like, you get, you know, I got oh, a lot you, to say. Like, uh, got that ass kick. What are your questions? Like, it's so good. I appreciated it. It may be really.
2: Happy.
4: I would have. I don't mind it. I don't know if I was a Georgia Tech fan, I might like it. Like, what, do you want to hear that, or do you want to hear a bunch of like Fine.
2: coachisms? They fought to the end. I don't. Yeah, they didn't. lost by <laughs> he lost
1: by twenty-nine to Wake Forest. Yeah, if they. You could just imagine how galling, uh, then being treated to, you know, kind of a naggy lecture about how I told them about all the stuff that was going to happen and I need them to fight more. Like, yeah, that's this is to be preferred to that.
4: Side note if you look at the results from the ACC this year, this conference is great. Like, it's, it does, I can't put my finger on anything past the first couple teams. And even then, there's been some wonky results with what Notre Dame beating Duke. You know, and a couple other ones. I mean, Clemson's not a terrible team. Them beating NC State or North Carolina last night wasn't – it was a big upset, but it wasn't, like, you know, world-changing. But, like, teams five through 15, basically, there are a lot of, like, 30-point games, and then they flip around the same team. They might beat by five and, like, just really can't slot them properly.
1: I really don't know how to bet them. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You've got – Virginia, Clemson, Duke, North Carolina. And then the rest of the conference is just the Coastal Division. It's weird. It
4: really right? is. Like it and obviously us and, and Notre Dame are two win teams in the conference. But even uh we've had unlikely wins. Like talking about Syracuse. Honestly, looking at them, they've beat they've beaten NC State, Miami, they beat Oregon in the non-conference, who's I think second in the Pac-12 right now. They've lost to Florida State, Boston College, and Wake. You know, like they're, they're, you can't put your finger on it. And there's always going to be some, like, games that don't make sense, but there's an awful lot of them this year in the ACC. I can't tell if any of the teams from fifth place on are any good. <laughs> I think it's a legitimate that's question right. at this point.
1: No, I, I don't think this is a, a league that's swimming in good teams. Uh, I think that there are teams that have some potential, but sure. you know, it, it seems far more likely that you're going to get three teams in than, say, five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four is the likely number, but yeah. I think
4: three is more likely than five. And, you know, we look at this conference six, seven years ago, and we were like eight teams every year. You know, maybe seven on a bad year. Yeah. Six worst-case scenario. Nine or ten maybe in a great
1: year. And now it's it's just nowhere near that. We're part partly to blame. Oh, Louisville uh, is one of one hundred percent. this yeah. number is what it is. Right? They should be able to assume five every year to start. Louisville should should be one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then let's see who else we can just sort of pull in in any given year. It's not that Louisville and Syracuse are ones that we would have always assumed. Yeah, and uh, Notre Dame on the brink every year. Like at least uh, at least a been
4: at least a a bubble team if not a tournament team every year. In the last five years, it's just fallen off the cliff. We know what happened here. It's it's Syracuse. It felt like it was building to that for a while. Kind of they a had slow gradual, had the, yeah, like a lengthier kind of end of Denny's
1: uh, time. Here. Yeah,
4: but they 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 mixed in a couple of unlikely Final Four runs that I think uh, extended Beheim's career
1: a little while. You know, Syracuse has proven at the end of Bayheim's time there, they proved to be one of those teams that used the college basketball season like the least satisfying way. Like we're we're not really ever going to be good, but we're going to be just good enough to get super serious at the very end, make the tournament, and lose very quickly. And you're like this seat, like that, that's you meet all of the minimum requirements without it ever being enjoyable. And <laughs> any kind of a given, like that sort of thing. But college basketball is unique in that that can happen. Uh, it's you're so heavily dependent on what you think about making the tournament, and then what happens in the tournament, a whole season could just be brushed away by a super – like, we all love the 2012 team, and we do. We were mad at them the entire season before the Big East tournament.
4: Oh, yeah, worst senior night of all time.
1: Losing by 14, I think it was 14,
4: to South South Florida, Florida, a very not a good South Florida team. (laughs) Not getting a chance to hear Kyle Kerrick talk on his senior night. (laughs) They did not come out and talk after the game. Patino did not let that happen. And then they put together an awesome Big East tournament run into the Final Four run. And now that's all that happened that year. Right. <laughs> we don't talk about the rest of it. Everyone was going, man, this was supposed to be the the year the bridge year was leading to. You know, 2011 was the bridge year. This felt like that was supposed to be where the bridge led to. And it was a bridge. It felt like it a bridge to nowhere for a while. Uh, and then they they pulled that season out of the depths at the end Syracuse. It's funny. I feel like the the unlikely tournament runs they have when they were a ten seed, you know, eleven seed. They often happen. Like, yeah, they can lose in the first round, but if they run into teams that just don't see their zone very often, their particular brand of zone, they can really throw teams off. They might be mid in the ACC or the Big East before that all year because teams know it. They play it twice a year. They play it once a year. Play it every single year. They understand it. And then they run into some teams from other power conferences that just don't know how to handle it. Yeah, and there's because Behaim was the best at that zone when he was around. Yeah, Yeah. there's
1: just a gulf of difference between a team that it's like it's how they choose to defend and then branch off from it versus it being one of several things in your kind of your defensive repertoire. You know, that's what Louisville did. That's like Rick's best teams. It wasn't that they ran one kind of defense and were the absolute best at it. Their, the, the agony they caused everybody was the fact that they just bounced around between defenses, sometimes within the same possession. Yeah, Often within the same possession. This is not any of that. Uh, and Louisville hasn't played teams a whole lot of teams that do this a lot. But it's not a surprise. Louisville has not done well against anybody who plays zone a lot uh, or, or who sort of intentionally employs it against Louisville. They haven't really shown themselves to be ready for that at all. This will be a test for Louisville to have to play all, basically the opposite of the Florida State game tonight.
4: And, and to that point, and we had a text saying, like, well, I, I don't think they play as much zones as they used They don't play as much zones as they used to, but why wouldn't, if it's they in your repertoire, than anybody else. if it's in your repertoire, why wouldn't you deploy it against Louisville? You know,
1: when you've seen how we've handled <laughs> yeah. it this year. Like yeah. that's, We're going to go back to the old, <laughs> yeah. the classic here. Yeah, you'd be a, if you had it in your DNA, you'd be a fool not to to primarily be using it tonight. Even, I mean, you're talking about a Louisville team that, that did score 101 points, but your zone is supposed to help you from fouling. And Louis, <laughs> you're supposed to. Less than 80. Right. Maybe. maybe you could put Louisville on the free throw line less than 45 times tonight. Because we're good. Usually and speaking, we're good at the free throw line. Yeah. And Louisville's not a good 3-1 shooting team mm-hmm. in the least. I mean, it calls for it. But the reason that I said it... it It shapes up like the opposite of the Florida State game. That was one full game of 10 people playing one-on-one, nonstop, both sides, both ends of the floor, and Louisville can win that game. And this will be uh, just the opposite. Syracuse, for reasons we can get into here, uh, this will be their first game without Benny Williams on the team, who they dismissed. Yeah. Seems like kind of a turd. Honestly, I think he really had a. He struggled this year to behave himself. Finally gone. You wonder about some of the dynamics there, uh, but you're maybe gonna have Syracuse them. team. Well, I don't know. Maybe, right, yeah. right. So, so
2: what happened with him? Because I'm maybe other people will join me. I I just haven't heard much about no, the story.
1: He's, he's been a little bit of a problem, disciplinary problem all year. He's been suspended uh, a couple of times, but most recently at the end of the game. Uh Autry was furious after the game said in the press conference afterwards, like if I have to play walk-ons, I will. So that's two ACC coaches that have said that now this year. Uh but he walked off the floor early, you know, with a few seconds left, didn't do the handshake line, even though coaches tried to stop him as he's walking off the floor. Very obviously like runs into Autry, like bumps him. And now he's out uh after all of that. And and I don't I don't blame them. As oh, we new, have a kid new like guy that. were testing him, right? Yeah, and he's uh... Like you said, he's been a little bit of a
4: turd in the punch bowl. And he's hes not, I mean, and I hate to say this should be the same standard for everybody, but he's not good enough to deal, <laughs> to deal with, you know what I mean, uh, for anybody probably. Uh, he was a highly rated recruit, but uh, he averages five points and four rebounds this year, which is not nothing, but he's your seventh or eighth man. And who knows, it might help team chemistry that he's gone. I don't know. That's pure speculation. Maybe they miss him. Maybe he's just a massive uh,
1: boon behind the scenes. I don't know. Or it's the, the proverbial addition by subtraction. Uh, now we can all sort of try hard uh, here and see how that goes. But more than anything, I think that you are expecting, I am expecting Syracuse to sort of be peak teamy for this one on both ends of the floor. And whatever you think about Louisville and Kenny, like, that's bad news for Louisville.
4: Yeah, I mean, I... I you would almost maybe expect a bump after after a something like that, you know, and and when they re- regroup as a team after after dismissing somebody. But I don't. Know, I don't like it on the road. I don't like it coming off of a, of a win. You know, we haven't played great two games in a row, um, and I'm just talking about offensively because obviously defense we still give up 92 points, but we haven't had decent performances consecutively really this this conference season. So it's it's gonna be. I don't know until until I see it. I, I'm I'm not too optimistic about about tonight.
1: I'd love to hear uh, what folks have to say uh, about this one uh, throughout here. Obviously, a lot sort of up in the air on the Louisville side as well. We'll see. <laughs> Sorry about Sky. Go ahead. Texter says they get to show him on the jumbotron tonight in the stands. If Karan <laughs> Davis is in the carry <laughs> on that'll be amazing. I
4: mean, top up anyway. What if they're like, they're do, sitting they, together? do they handle, yeah, right? Do they handle their dismissed players like we handle
1: ours? <laughs> Benny just up there eating popcorn. The two of them together would be awesome. <laughs> sitting was. together.
2: I think that would be fantastic. I agree. So, what'd you do to get kicked off? Oh, yada, yada. yada. <laughs> that'd be funny. That'd be great. Or,
1: Austria would just say, nothing. He didn't do anything. He wrong. didn't do anything. He's, yeah, he's, he's I would love to hear any
4: kind of a, uh, a soundbite about why he got dismissed, just to see what it sounds like. But he didn't, he's not, he's not suspended. He didn't do anything wrong. He's not in trouble.
2: But he's kicked off the team.
4: <laughs>
2: okay, right. I'm just getting reports he's in the transfer portal now. That's right. But he denies that.
4: That's right. Benny
1: Williams, <laughs> as we as we
4: like to put it in Louisville, Benny Williams has just entered the transfer portal.
1: It certainly seems that way. He was sent to, he was uh, banished to the transfer portal. That's right. Uh, and so, look, I'm I'm kind of fascinated to see what kind of uh, what kind of vibe you get from the Syracuse team because I I want, I'm kind of curious what makes sense of the ones that Louisville's been able to win with Miami and Florida State at least uh, in the ACC uh, so far. State of Florida, baby. And I well maybe, I wonder. And I don't want this to sound like trolling. I I mean this sincerely. If we could give opposing coaches getting ready to face Louisville any kind of like a truth serum if they would just if they would tell us I really have a hard time getting my guys to take this game seriously. Like is Louisville for the first time ever getting overlooked? Overlooked? Yeah, maybe. I don't know.
4: I mean, I think you could probably make the case for Miami for sure, but again, like I, I, all that matters is the wins and losses on the court. I really don't care, you know what they say this way or that. It, it, you know, just all that matters is if we won or not. We won a game. I really don't want to discount. There's not enough wins out there to discount them. It doesn't make any sense to do that. It just does sound like a little cheap and a little trolly if we do. But I don't disagree with what you're saying. Probably true.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if it's human nature. If if coaches, opposing coaches are not going to have to uh, switch it up here a little bit in terms of like motivational uh approaches for getting teams ready for this game. I mean it's got to be at this point, right? It's got to be hey, listen guys, we can't lose this game. Yeah, that's that's the only the only example they have they have to have
4: is Clemson last year. Yeah. So do you guys want to make the tournament? Don't lose to Louisville.
1: You can't Step afford one. it.
4: I promise you. It will keep us out of the tournament.
1: Texture says, if he's well, is Sky going to play? I think he does not play point well enough to be effective. Limit him to the two. Well, I mean, there are some interesting sort of open-ended questions. Sure. Uh, that we might start to get some answers for in this one. Uh, we're just perpetually kind of doing the same dance about like how seriously do I want to get into like the the weeds of some of these when the big picture things just sort of hover above them
4: so I will say this um I think Sky is a very talented player I think he's shown that uh I think Tyler is our best on on ball offensive player like I think he should initiate the offense now tonight's a different animal like we said you know but but Tyler I trust him with the ball in his hand to find
1: his teammates better than anybody else Now, that I agree with. Yeah. Uh, It just, I I think if I'm Syracuse, though, I'm looking at him like I can't wait to sucker him into a million inexperienced. And he has kind of a crazy eye. To where he um, can't dribble out of it. Yes. I'm I'm going to lure him into a million traps. Yeah. Until he sort of shows otherwise. But I would love for him to get all of that out of his system and get all of the scar tissue and all of the... Experience that comes uh, with all these games that really kind of don't matter. I mean, I want Tyler Johnson to come back next year with whoever the head coach is. So if he wants to get all, if he wants to just barf out all of these mistakes right now down the stretch here in these games that people are going to assume the worst on anyway, like I'm here for that. I want that. Yeah. No, I
4: I lost what I was going to say. It was there. It was right I there. I can see you looking for it. Yeah, I'm still looking. If I'm looking for it in the middle of my Diet Coke and I can't find it. It's there. It'll come
1: back. It'll be mid-sentence. Keep going. That's I'm right. Gonna, I'm to right yell. In the middle, that's right. Or right in the middle of a break. That, like but that. if it's in the middle of a break, I'm going to well, write it down. For well, sure. You can think about that while I remind folks that if you're looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58, the DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And with the DraftKings same game parlays. Everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl 58. So string together multiple bets from the same game. Do all that and make your payday a little bit sweeter. So you don't just have to just take the Chiefs and the points and the rare opportunities in a big game like that that you can do it. You can uh, you can craft your own uh, there. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TheVille. New customers can bet 5 bucks. To get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code TheVille. Promo code is TheVille. The crown is yours. So if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be 18 or older and physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All the terms can be found at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Let's take a quick break here. We'll open up the phones. Also, heard from Jeff Brom uh, today on uh, signing day, and I miss the old signing day. I don't want to talk it's about It's not really that. signing day anymore, is it? We'll talk about that on the other side here. On the drive on a Be right back.
0: Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store.
3: You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on
1: 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull, uh, happened to look up on the TV here, ESPN on in the studios, uh, on National Signing Day. Uh, they were sort of li- yeah. Well, they were <laughs> listing out. I mean, it is officially National Signing Day, and it 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 is just it's sad considering. Look, it's fine. Things change. Whatever. I miss old Signing Day. I I miss going to work and it just not paying attention to anything at work that whole day. Right. Yeah. So do fax machine salesmen. I miss it. Although I don't know, they still even still use them for the.
4: They did as of 10 years ago. I don't know. I'm not a football coach. I don't have to watch facts. I don't even know if they do that anymore. Uh, Does the electronic signature work now? For the uh, letter of intent? This
1: is a good question. I have no idea. That's my first question the next time
4: we have a football coach on. I'm like, that's what you want to ask? Like, yes. Yes. Do you still use facts? That's all I care about. Just answer the question. I'm the one making the questions here. All right, pal? You're answering. I'm asking. And by the way, because some people have, have... have asked. Autry is a man-to-man guy. He is, uh, but he has. They've been kind of vacillating between the two-three zone. They, they the first game he talked about man-to-man principles and everything, and how they've been hammering it in all off season. And then they first game against Vermont, they played some two-three zones. So they have played both all year. I just don't understand why anybody wouldn't throw zone at Louisville. <laughs> That's why wouldn't you try that first, or at least. After a few minutes, like throw it at them every
1: once in a while, just to confuse them. Like it's it seems like a good least, policy. Yeah, I would at least do it regularly. Yeah, right. Uh, especially if your team has any any ability in it, right? Like it, it might not be your primary defense. It's probably very few teams, if any, primary defense. But if you're good at it and you have any kind of aspirations at all, you're going to want it to be. Like here's kind of an opportunity to fine tune it. Because I don't think you're particularly worried about what Louisville's gonna do to it. Let's get some rep let's get some sort of risk free reps in here.
4: Maybe. Yeah. I mean that's that's I hate talking about our own team like that. <laughs> but it's not fun. It's not fun, is it? I know. No. It's like this is my favorite. Whenever people are like Well, oh, controversy or losing, I mean, that makes for good radio. I'm like, man, I No it doesn't. No,
1: it doesn't. That's not true. Not really. You know, especially what makes for super fun, good radio when they're Winning. Awesome. Everybody loves it. When I have to keep reminding you, when, when not everybody's happy, celebration. That's yeah. my, those are the best ones.
2: When I first started working here, and we lost to uh, Chattanooga, yeah. I, I driving here, I just was shaking my head like I'm not gonna have fun today. Like, that's right. It's just never gonna be a good talk.
1: Now that's good prepare, preparation, just for like adulthood. Get you eat your vegetables on every day. That drive to work, just telling yourself I'm not gonna have a good day today. Like it's not a bad habit to get into now. <laughs> Welcome to the labor force.
2: <laughs> it, it's just, and, but eventually you die. Yeah, that's true. Yes. It's just so It's not all bad. It, right. It, it does uh, end. It was the fact that that's I awful. I it just is. knew the phone calls that were coming in like, "Oh, yeah, someone's going to call in say they don't want Kenny Payne." I don't either, but yep, it's it's the <laughs> world we live in, guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to your real point. This
4: <laughs> <laughs> But that's such, like this is why I I dreaded having him finish up the year because I just didn't right. think the conversation was going to change, you know. And that's that's what I hate about it. I it's not, but it's not really up to us to to change the conversation on the basketball team. Right. It's up to them. It's up to Kenny, you know. And like that's 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 kind of where we're at. And I think we show whenever we win, or they give us something to talk about, we will talk about the win and we'll talk about the things they did well, without you know blowing sunshine up your butt. Like we're not gonna. Ignore the bad stuff that are still very apparent, usually, in these losses or these wins. But, man, like the truth is we haven't had two good things to talk about in a row. If they go on the road and beat Syracuse, yeah, we'll talk about good stuff. Because they're having to do something good to do that, you know? This is uh It's a chore
1: to talk about them. It just is. It 81-50-93-9 is 93, the number if you want uh, to get... In here, 38-31-93-9 Maybe nine we should stop lying. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I think you, you waited and then just... Can you repeat the text line? Because I feel I think like I cut think people know that it it
4: it's 38-31-93-9. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. i <laughs> <laughs> I sure. say, maybe we should start lying. You know? I've always said I'm an honest radio man. Know.
1: I think people would know.
4: I've always said I'd be an honest radio man. Are you man. talking
1: about like being like sunshine here? Like, yeah,
4: always. Just, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I don't I even know what it would sound like. I couldn't do it if I tried, man. And I'm an optimistic person. I could not right. do that if I tried. Couldn't do it. Look at my face. Do I look like somebody who can pull that off? Yeah, man, you look super happy all the time. I just think like I, I watched uh, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood last night. I'd never seen it before. I've not seen it. It's really good. Yeah, it's good. But like, it's not really a biopic. You know, like it's not a biopic that it seemed, people think it is. You know, because you know Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers, but it's really about the journalists. Journey, who was interviewing him for a piece, that's kind of like about both of them, you know. Okay, sure. It was really good, but I kept thinking, like, Mister Rogers always looks happy.
1: It's like the opposite of Mark. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, I've told you guys this. This is why I never get mad about Kenny smiling after the games. I can't make my face look right either. Like I, I get okay, it, man. My face is not always accurate either. I can't make my face show what I feel. <laughs> I know that. It feels like it's just a straight disconnect. hundred yes, percent. Yeah, it's it stuck somewhere like here. And I just, I would, in some ways, be it be an amazing poker player. Except for that, I do succeed in showing off when I'm very mad. Mm. It's just when I'm not
5: very mad <laughs> that I struggle for my. Mars would be very mad. I was like you have pocket aces. So. Hey, Spencer <laughs> it's it's <Mr>. Brad, everybody. <laughs> Hey Dave, how's it going? What's man? Up, buddy? Glad to be back today. Every time
4: I look to my left, it, like the producer changes. Like I get, I'm like a kid when you do peekaboo. You know? Oh sure. <laughs> There's just no like... object
1: permanence at all. <laughs> That's right. It happens like every Spencer. day. It didn't exist until just That's now, right. and now he does again. At 3:40 <laughs>
4: every single day, Blaking. he shows up right at 3:40, and every day I'm just like, hey. <laughs> I
5: know you. <laughs> look at this guy, new producer. I still exist. That's right. <laughs> I just have it else to be before three thirty.
4: Hey, you know who doesn't? Am I right?
5: Exactly. <laughs> I'm guessing we signed nobody today. Did you? Did you <laughs> talk?
1: Well, on the football side, no, they didn't. They're full. We'll they already had them all. A second, yeah, that's right. They already had them. Did you do something like Tanner just described, where you start talking to yourself about how it's going to go on the way in here? Since you're going to be doing post game
5: and everything tonight. Yes, I am.
1: Okay, so did you?
5: start. Yeah, like I, I know like especially like mon- talking yourself like, like this football is gonna be season like Mondays if they lose, I know that's going to be... I'll walk in Thankfully the phone lines. A lot fl- of those. I know, the phone lines are full. Like back when Pat was doing the show, he would have me tap, tag in for him. It's like l- lines are full already. Mark knows who these people are. Just keep <laughs> me answering the phones. <laughs> Who's got it tonight? Taylor or Ethan? Ethan tonight. Alright. Ethan usually does the midweek games and Taylor usually does Saturdays. Yeah. They both do a great job. So. Yeah. I'm it's weird, though, because Ethan
4: is a school teacher during the week. Like, you would think, I don't know. And Taylor also has a job, too. I know. Like, it's not
5: like his job's less important or anything, yeah. but you would think, because you know you have to wake up. And, yeah.
4: I don't know. You have to do prep and homework. And,
5: That's why Shrewell's not doing the UK. I'm kidding. There's a lot of other reasons for that. <laughs> he
4: hates Ince. That's really the number one reason. <laughs> That's it. Who does? It's a joke. It's Strabel.
1: Oh. He doesn't really hate Jason Ince. Ince is fun to be. Give a hard time to he is yeah we all love Jason right <laughs> yeah I, I, but he is very fun to just yeah to harass him on. a little bit yeah. yeah
5: yeah but like I found myself Saturday night like yeah I'm trolling in St. Gandolfo because we're winning Kentucky's losing yeah. but I was telling Taylor I was like is just so much fun to just troll because like he oh, can give yeah. it back to
4: Strebel turn tuning Striebel up it was is not hard to do but there's a science to it and, and it was that's why I coined the term put a quarter in the Strebel machine. Because that's what Andy used to do. He had a, he had a, just a roll of quarters, and that was ninety percent of their show. <laughs> he just he'd say something, put that quarter in the machine, and stream would lose. It, it, it's great radio for them. Like it's sure. easy to
5: rile him up. But I'm, I'm glad he's got his own show now. And he's doing great. <laughs> All of a sudden, the
1: middle school teachers like
5: yeah. <laughs>
4: yelling at people.
1: It's great doing voices. Eighty-one fifty ninety-three nine. That is uh, the number if you would like to get in here. 38, 31 939 for the uh, ups jobs Tech. if you want to hit us up that way I miss the old signing day yeah uh, of it being of there being guys that you were worried about on signing day now the December signing days you still kind of get some of that uh but Louisville I think getting a lot of its work done I I think in some ways Nil being such a big uh, a big part of things there's just there's less surprises because there's so much work that goes into working all that out right with everybody Uh, and with with transfers they don't have to play by the same kinds of rules you know a lot of times we just it's fine I'm not saying they shouldn't do it this way I know that the early signing period I understand why they did that Uh, but it sure has sucked away just like kind of a fun day on the sports calendar Sure, that's completely gone today was the signing day I I saw that A&M got a four-star wide receiver to commit and that's kind of I mean, Kentucky took like a linebacker. That's kind of a solid three star, whatever. That's like that's the only thing I've seen today.
4: I it used to be all encompassing, right? But I didn't remember it was signing day until last night. Same here. Yeah, and that's wild. But like you remember, we used to have some really nice, dramatic signing days. Like Demarcus Smith. I mean, that was was quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, he was coming out of high school. Yeah, uh, we had lots of different dramas like that and flips flips the wrong way, flips the right way um, yeah the drama was great and like we get right hit with something way. out of nowhere at 9.45 in the morning like oh hey we didn't expect them. you know it, it's you miss that but just like all the other relics of college sports they're all just kind of going away yeah, some of them were really charming, and some of them probably needed to go.
5: Yeah, like tomorrow. So we understand, like these kids want to enroll in school early, like get the spring wet reps because that's important yeah. for development and whatnot. I to your point, yeah, I do hate it that this day used to be like even growing up. It's like, oh, cool, like this guy's coming to Louisville, and I can follow his journey and hope this guy pans out, or it's like, oh no, this guy flipped. Or you know, the the hats were always cool to see back in the day. Oh yeah, which you still see in the winter time, but it went the over the top
4: a little bit at some point but I know coaches are kind of torn on it either way some coaches want the signing day to be pushed back to where it was before yeah. so they can coach not worry as much about the signing day during the season and have that closing kick from January to February where they can you know push and try to flip some recruits and, and nail down the ones they had and then other ones like the early signing day to get it out of the way I mean it's kind
5: of you hear you hear both arguments Imagine being like Boston College football, which I'm sure they will, have. not. I don't want to I'm do just that. saying because they have no coach right now because halfway left and UCLA like Kelly's basically trying to get out of there. Like it's not even like subtle anymore. They're saying, "Yeah, is not mean for these OC jobs in the NFL." Like if the, you're committed to those programs, you got to think like maybe holding off, or you can get out of the letter of ten, Obviously,
1: I, I need somebody to help me with what is going on at UCLA, right? Because like they're moving to the Big Ten and. This year wasn't great, but, like, they've been better since he's been there. And all I've heard is that he's trying to get every job that's open.
5: I thought he was fired at one point. There was, like, a report that he was getting fired. And then it's, like, two weeks later, he's like, he's still there? I thought he was getting fired. from. And apparently they also have, like, terrible financial situation, which is why Cronin's going to be – Probably stuck sticking around, which he's turned it around a little bit. Probably
1: hangs around long enough; he'll just be in charge.
4: Yeah, that's right. That's why but they're trying to get
5: the Satterfield experience with just pawning Cronin off to someone.
4: I think it's a combination of things, but you're going to see more. Look, they, 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 the 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 Halfley camp wasn't shy about the reasoning. You know, they just he didn't want to do the whole dance at Boston College. He didn't. He didn't feel like he was equipped. I think it. I kind of put that in there, but he he was getting exhausted. You know, by the NIL and and and. Uh, the portal and having to re-recruit your own roster every year and all that stuff. And look, not everybody's going to be built for it. That's just the, especially at a place like Boston College that doesn't have unlimited resources. Very much the opposite. Uh, that isn't necessarily as committed, you know, to to making sure you have what you need to compete in modern college football. Here, they're the first example we always cite when we talk about the sports or the universities that may not be willing. To go along with the changes that are coming coming along, in college football like when this uh, this move this 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 consistent move towards them uh, the athletes becoming employees and maybe the universities at some point being allowed to pay them directly like these are there's going to be athletic departments that simply don't want to be a part of it and I think yeah. Boston College is probably going to be one of those universities. It's the first one we think about. When we think about the ACC um, and Halfley. I looked to his left, looked to his right, and said, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I just want to coach football. And that's fine. It doesn't. It's not a commentary on whether this is right or wrong. What's going on in college football? It's just a different job than it was five years ago. And it may not be what they want to do anymore. You know, you've got a GM that recruits your talent, the good, that trades, that that drafts for you in the NFL. And when you're an offensive coordinator, you don't have to deal with personnel anyway. That might be preferable for a guy like Jeff Affleck. And clearly it is. You know, you don't, you just, you take a lot off your plate. You're still making a million plus a year and you're, you're good to go. Just coaching football. That's what you're responsible for. Chip Kelly is at a place like UCLA where you would think they're better equipped to deal with it than Boston College. They're going to the Big Ten. They're going to get a boatload of money for it, but they're also going to the Big Ten and there's going to be a lot more competition. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be shuffled in there in the middle of the pack and a, in a uh, a conference that already has heavyweights, they're adding a few more. The best teams from your conference, Sands, Utah, are coming with you. You know, yeah. so that you're not really running away from USC, Washington, or Oregon. They're coming with you, and then now you've got Michigan and Ohio State, uh, Penn State, Wisconsin, Nebraska. If they get their act together, like there's a ton of t- Michigan State, whoever the Fighting Hoosiers. That's right, Indiana. I mean, and who them. wants to be in a in a conference with Indiana? Hey, Kurt Signetti, he's going to turn. Said Ohio State, and Michigan suck. Yeah. That's
5: right. For the first two and
1: <laughs> I know. I'm just saying it's funny <laughs> that he said they suck. Like hilarious. his in that
5: That's hilarious. introductory. Yeah, it's like, I'm gonna full on embrace this job. See, I feel like
1: the Indiana football coach should do that sort of thing. What when do you, you have to lose? No one's paying attention.
5: To Nobody you. is. There's no reason like Col- to think about like you? the next Vandy coach never Clark Lee gets fired. It's like, yeah, Alabama sucks. Tennessee sucks. Yeah, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah.
4: well, like what do you have to lose, really? Like they expect you to get beat by them. If you jump up and beat them after talking just mad trash, you're a legend. That's right. You're a legend. Automatically. <laughs> Nothing to lose. But honestly, like there will probably be more coaches. I mean, it, it's kind of hand-in-hand with the older coaches that decide to retire. Nick Saban, you know, guys that just don't want to do this anymore. Um, you know what we
1: need? You know what we need, really? If Chip Kelly really doesn't like things... Uh, and is not happy, or one of these coaches who's not uh, happy with the, sort of the way things are going for coaches now, and go scorched earth on the way out. Snitch on everybody. Yeah. Mm. That's what we need. You want to blow things up here? You want to just sort of set things uh, on fire and walk out the door? Lincoln Riley's cheating. Yes, and tell, but tell us how.
5: Yeah. I mean, Pat Narduzzi did that a couple years ago. It's like, yeah, they tampered with Jordan Addison. They gave him a lot more money. It's like, well, we kind of knew that was going on. Now you're just putting a name to it here. That's the funny thing about this. Like, coaches
1: gripe about it casually, and then if any one of them like speaks out with any kind of specificity at all, people are like, "Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know what, <laughs> I, I don't know what he's talking about. Like, no, you know, what he's talking about." Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, you got to be a little more nebulous. You yeah. you're junior
4: not trying? A little less specific. <laughs> but yeah, like you'll always. The thing about it is like people might complain for Trent about Dover. it. Sorry, Trent yeah.
1: Dover will just say it and
4: say he's going to fight people or whatever. Okay. You might lose a Chip Kelly, a Jeff Hafley. You might even have Nick Saban's older. You know he was going to retire probably the next four to five years, and maybe this maybe this hastened his his way out the door. But you're always going to have people that want these jobs. You're always going to have football coaches that don't mind that grind.
1: Yeah, you know maybe not. At- but you know what? There aren't going to be any middle of the roaders That's yeah. the thing. And I think you're going to see like a like a split in kind of the the fork in the road here. Like you're not. Early in their careers, I think you'll see men sort of bounce back and forth between college and the pros. But at some point, I think you're going to have to decide if you're one or the other. Yeah,
4: because the jobs are going to be so yeah. different. Yeah, I mean, they already are, but they're getting more and more different by the day. And maybe it changes when when stuff is collective, collectively bargained and there's less things to worry about. That makes sense? Like there's more standardized practices. You know, it's not a moving target Yeah, like it is right now. Maybe you'll you'll see it settle down a little more, and coaches are more willing to embrace it. Uh, some of these guys that would just rather move on right now, but in the meantime, you're still gonna have guys that want to do this job, get paid four million dollars to do it.
1: The uh, I just I'll saw very quickly the Tennessee Titans have gone almost well, they've gone over two full seasons without scoring thirty points once. Yes, yeah, thirty six straight games. A Se- team that's second longest without scoring thirty points in a game. Is it the Patriots? It is the Patriots. <laughs> Paul, welcome into the drive on the World. What's up, buddy?
3: Hey, I heard y'all talking uh you know, the non signing day, signing yeah. day. I, I can I can remember when uh you know, like getting peanut whitehead yes. was uh was such a huge get and, you know, all all the drama behind it and I I can't say I I kinda miss that sometimes, yeah. you know, getting that. But uh and y'all are talking about basketball. I Why you know, like that? You're like
1: you're talking about basketball.
3: <laughs> well, you, it's that kind of season.
1: It is. Uh,
3: <laughs> you know, I. It was a great game the other day, and I just wonder if any of that can can translate forward. Like you said, we haven't played two two good games in a row no. all season long. But maybe if we can, you know, get Tyler out there some more, uh, maybe we can mix something up. Maybe we can make something happen. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to, to see where it goes. But I, y'all were handing out some uh, life advice earlier, you know. Uh-oh. uh I, uh I get in my car every morning and, and contemplate the uh, – the realities of living under a bridge versus going to work. And so far uh, living under a bridge has not won. There may be a day. I don't know. Uh, But also, you know, remind him that no one has ever calmed down in the history of telling someone to calm down. Never. And if you are asked, do I look fat in this? Just leave the room. That's going to be, it's an argument no matter what you say, because if you say no, you're just not paying attention, yeah. and God forbid you're dumb enough to say yes. So- you just, you, <laughs> listen, if you say
1: yes to that, fellas, you deserve whatever you get after that.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, that's all I had for today. Thanks, Appreciate guys. Appreciate
1: it, Paul. Thank you uh, very much there. We're all dealing with this in our own way, but that's a wise advice either way. Yes, that is a trap. If you just, like, stomp on it with both feet, you're going to lose both feet, right? sounds about right to me yeah 81 50, 90 through 9 that's uh the number if you would like to get in here i think it's very funny that because all look we can just try to find the humor in this that's all that's our only option that's What but i've been it, trying to do it's pretty funny that he called in and was like they might win tonight you can't rule it out like <laughs> That's fair. Like like The the arguments are basically like, these good (laughs) things might happen. You can't tell me it can't happen. I dare
5: you. It's not impossible. Yes. Last year it It wasn't possible. Yeah. Last year it wasn't possible. This year it's not impossible. Yeah. Until Red Tricks with the 2-3 zone. Kenny Payne making the impossible possible
4: one year at a time.
5: That's right. That's the power of Kenny Payne. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) We just turned into a commercial.
1: The power of Kenny Payne. What should he be doing? What's the ideal job for Kenny? Probably what
5: he was doing with the Knicks, assistant coach, or Kentucky. Yeah, he was a good relationships guy. I want him to make the used cars salesman joke, but I don't think he can convince no, me to buy no, a car. No, no he, he's got to be
1: like campus pastor. Like, like you want him in the organization, primarily being a lifter up of people's moods uh, and a an encourager of the downtrodden yeah that's the ideal job
4: any kind of a um any kind of a counselor yeah you know but maybe i don't even know if that's right because you gotta you gotta tell some hard truths when you're a counselor
1: no more of a just a listener
4: listener yeah just here to listen
1: he'd be a killer therapist right just like notes making notes no facial expressions nothing or smiling the whole time, whatever.
4: I really think he was exactly where he should have been Yeah, before before
1: we hired him away from the Knicks. He seemed happy. Kenny, hang in there. We will come back, and we will go right to you. And we'll hear from... Other Kenny. I thought you were talking about Kenny Payne. Kenny <laughs> like, Payne, hang Kenny, in, Kenny in there, buddy. Kenny, hang in there, man. Kenny, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get you right back right to that back. other job. Well, you listen to us on the other side here. On the drive on a 10th